0: You know, I was five, and I was alone. I mean, at that time, they didn't let your parents come and stay with you in the hospital overnight. You're listening to The Bee Podcast. Make friends, learn new things, and feel understood. Now here's your host,
1: Sage Lally. Hey, you, and welcome back to The Bee Podcast. I'm your host, Sage, and today I am so excited to be chatting with Marsha Meyer. Marsha is an award-winning writer, developmental book editor, writing coach, and publisher of Weeping Willow Books. Her award-winning memoir, Face, a memoir, was recently published by Saddle Road Press. The book looks at the impact of an early traumatic injury that disfigured her face when she was hit by a car and dragged a half a block down the street. She lost her entire left cheek and eyelid and had to undergo 20 surgeries over the next 15 years, the majority of them before she turned 10. She holds a bachelor's degree in journalism and an MFA in creative writing and has taught writing workshops in numerous college and university courses. When she is not writing, Marsha loves to take photographs, walk on the beach, write poetry, and read good fiction. Hi, Marsha. It's so good to see you. Hi, Sage. Nice to meet you. Yes, so excited to be chatting with you today. Before we get started, I would love if you could tell us a bit more about who you are and what you do.
0: So, I am a developmental book editor and writing coach and writer, author of now six books. Really excited about this memoir that came out in January. It took me 15 years to write it.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Can you tell me a bit more about Face and the story and what inspired you to write the book?
0: Yeah, so I started writing Face, as I said, uh, 15 years ago, and I was at the time uh, just turning 50. And um, my marriage was falling apart and my business was falling apart. And I couldn't figure out why everything seemed to be like just going to hell in a handbasket. So I went to a therapist with my husband, my then husband, and we did therapy for like six months and nothing seemed to be working. And so we stopped doing couples therapy, but I stayed in therapy. And um, that was when my therapist asked me about my scars on my face. And I, at the time was like, well, you know, he said, how do you feel about your scars? And I was like, I don't know. I hadn't felt about my scars. And like, 20 years or more, 30 years almost. And that started almost a 10 year journey of looking at what had happened to me when I was five years old. I was hit by a car when I was walking my bike across the street and um, was dragged about 200 feet down the block under his car and lost my entire left cheek and my eyelid. And that was the beginning of 15 years of uh, 20 surgeries. I had plastic and reconstructive surgeries over those years. And so I had to, when I turned 20, 19, when I went off to college, I was kind of like, I decided I was done and I stuffed it all away. And I literally did not think about it for another almost 30 years. And I'm still working on it. It still shows up in my life in ways that that are unexpected. And so, um, you know, I'm still, I still go to therapy, (laughs) still trying to figure out my life, but I have a very wonderful life. I'm very happy.
1: I feel like a lot of your trauma was after what happened to you. It's like you don't really remember your impact with the car. You don't remember being dragged by the car. A lot of it was what happened to you in school and your experiences in the hospital. And I feel like if the same situation happened to you this year, it probably would have been a lot less traumatic because reading that for me terrified me. Can you talk? a bit more about what your hospitalizations were like, and what made them impactful?
0: Oh, yeah, you know, I was five, and I was alone. I mean, at that time, they didn't let your parents come and stay with you in the hospital overnight. And I would, you know, they made me go through blood transfusions, and they would strap me down for that. And, you know, giving me blood would take seemed like hours, so I'd have to lay in the bed. And I was often alone, you know, I mean, my mom would be there for, I imagine sometimes, but she would sit just quietly by the bedside and and knit and wouldn't engage with me. I think she was probably incredibly traumatized and incredibly stressed. She had three other kids at home still, two younger than me. So it was um, traumatic for everybody. And, and then when I started school, which was that fall, I started kindergarten and I had, a, you know, a wonderful kindergarten teacher who I have a very vivid memory of her standing me up in front of the classroom at the very beginning, the first day of school and explaining that I had been hurt very badly in a car accident. And the kids were very accepting and wonderful. It was after I went to first grade at my Catholic school that um, things got very hard. And I was teased a lot. I acted out a lot because I was miserable and unhappy. And I was punished a lot by the nuns because of that. I spent many hours uh, just sitting in a dark, cold cloakroom, because that was where I would be punished, right? Or making me kneel um, in the corner of the classroom, lots and lots of memories of being teased by the kids the other kids um they used to call me names and um that was really hard and there were I don't even think I wrote about this but I we had a neighbor boy who just was awful to me and he would like one time he threw a pine cone at my face and it broke open a recent surgery and they had to take me back and redo the surgery in the hospital and so those are the things that I, that I remember and that were hard, were really hard for me and, and hard for my mom, hard for my dad. I mean, and, and my siblings, I, you know, I, I actually think about my brother a lot because I think he was only three. I think he saw the accident happen. He was outside playing. Um, and my older sister saw the car driving by with me being dragged under the car. And she went out and when he finally stopped, she went out and looked under the car and saw me holding onto my bicycle. So everybody was affected by it.
1: I wanna talk a bit more about the man who was driving the car who hit you because it made me really angry. Could you tell me a bit more about him?
0: I do think I felt a lot of anger at the time. And I, you know, because this man who had hit me had been blind in his left eye and he was driving. I was on the left side of the street. And when I was halfway into the intersection, he drove forward and knocked me under his car with my bike. And I was dragged all those, all those feet. And um, I don't remember if it was after the first surgery or after two or three, at some point, he came to my parents, he brought me baby dolls. And I was not a doll girl, I was never interested in dolls, but he would bring me a baby doll every time I went in to have surgery. And, and it, it wasn't all through the surgeries. It was probably more like four or five of the surgeries when I was really, you know, when I was having a lot of surgeries and I was um, in the, you know, between the ages of five and nine. And he went to my parents and he asked them if I could call him Grandpa Ben. You know, all I knew about this man was that he had hit me with his car. And my parents said yes. And so I had to call him Grandpa Ben for those years.
1: Why would they think that was
0: okay? As you go through life, things become kind of normalized and you don't think about asking questions, especially after 30 years. You know, what happened at this point and what did you feel like and how would you have, ex- how could you possibly have told this man to make me call him Grandpa Ben? And I will tell you, interestingly, when I was writing that chapter, That was when I was able to put myself back in that place and feel that anger. Because I certainly felt it when I was that age. Like, who is this man and why am I supposed to call him Grandpa Ben? And I know he hurt me.
1: What do you think would have been different if your trauma happened today? If you were a five-year-old in the year of 2021, how do you think your experience would have been different?
0: First of all, the hospitalizations would have been vastly different. Um, you know, there are uh, wards for children now where parents are allowed to come in and siblings are allowed to be there. I, my, my siblings weren't allowed to come in to see me and in any of the surgeries. Um, and there's so much more understanding about children and trauma and accidents and surgeries. They, they just, I think it's still traumatic, but it's so much better in terms of the, the, the fact that nurses and doctors understand more about the psychology of trauma and the, um, and what happens to the brain. And there's just, you know, so much more research now and more support. I mean, I think like my parents never had me do therapy. They never did as far as I know, until I was in high school, you know, you, you think about, Oh my God, this child went through this, all these surgeries and all this experience and no one ever, thought to sit down and have her talk to somebody (laughs) about it. And I don't ever recall talking about it with my parents at home, other than you have to go into the hospital and you're going to have some more surgery and then get in the car. We're going to the hospital. You know, that's the kind of communication I had, And I think that was definitely the times. So today would be so much different, so much more supportive, so much more understanding of the process of, um uh, what a child goes through in in, uh, even just a simple hospitalization not to mention something very traumatic
1: why do you feel like face was a book that needed to be written
0: the more i got into it and the more i had people read it and you know as my as my writing process progressed i started to realize that it could help other people who had struggled with trauma as well and maybe not even trauma but relationship issues you know people who have struggled with their parent, their mother, their father, and looking at what was at the root of all those things. So that's my hope is that it'll help people, other people who have struggled with trauma, who have struggled with relationships, that they can see that there's hope and there's, I mean, I've always been a pretty optimistic person, even in the face of all this stuff, and that we can survive it and not just survive it, but thrive.
1: Yeah. Where can we find you on the internet?
0: So I'm at MarshaMeyer.com and that's M-A-R-C-I-A-M-E-I-E-R.com. And the book is available on every available, uh, you know, online source. Um, And yeah, any bookstore, any bookstore in the country, you can order it from.
1: So support local (laughs) bookstores.
0: Please. Do. Yeah. Go to your independent bookstore. Tell them, you know, I want to, I want to order face by Marsha Meyer. Thank you for listening to the B podcast with your host Sage Lally. If you like today's episode, be sure to leave us a review. And of course, don't forget to subscribe. So you don't miss an episode. Your story has the power to help others. If you step out in boldness and have the bravery to tell it, there are people here who will listen. You just have to speak. That's all for now. See you next time. Bye.